0: You're listening to Tuesday Trot's Life with Jason Bonington.
1: Welcome back to Trot's Life. It's Toby McKinnon in the chair today and I'm joined by Tyson Link on the line. And Tyson, mate, uh, how are you and whereabouts are you today? Um, I'm in Kadena at the moment, which is 150 k's north of Adelaide, and I'm next
0: to the um, air conditioner hiding from the heat.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, situated up in front of the air conditioner too, mate. I can't blame you. Is that, is that where the Thompson family's from? Are they Kadena? No, they're further to the north at Port Pirie. Um, so Port they're Pirie, another 100 k right. away, yeah. Did you know them growing up or something? Yes, Um no um uh, both Kate and Peter from when I was
0: younger and um yeah we've uh, whenever we've gone to um Victoria they're the first people we run into especially Peter and um just the, the most lovely family you could find and um yeah they're just a lovely people and great to be associated with
1: yeah which we'll probably circle back around to that towards the end of this chat but I wanted mate Getting a horse like it's Cypher doesn't exactly happen overnight, so take us, what got you into harness racing, because it's not a big, strong Sugars or Justice name that's come out of South Australia, the Link name.
0: No, um, my dad's always had one, like my father was a police officer, and um, and always has a hobby. We've had a horse around the place, and um, had the odd bit of success in that, um, just as a hobby, and... Um, as I got older uh, and I got injured um, with sports, so I sort of stopped where I was going with sport and got more into the racing side of things and um, just as a hobby. And um, we've always had uh, four or five around the place, and yeah, slowly we got you know, better quality stock, and, and here we are now.
1: What sport did you play?
0: Uh, basketball and footy and all that, but I was playing high, like decent uh, basketball, and unfortunately did both my knees, and um, that stopped all that.
1: Okay, I see. So, oh seven, oh eight, you started training uh, horses for yourself. I think my notes are saying here. I did them yesterday because I was, knew I'd have a late night last night. So, you started training a few, mate, and you've <clears throat> got a great strike rate: right? two hundred and thirteen wins at nineteen percent. And uh, one hundred eighteen is the most starters you've had in a season. Twenty four wins is the most wins in a season. So, it's only ever been a a hobby, has it, or a part time profession? Yep.
0: Uh, Probably a hobby that got away on us. Uh, Like I work in IT, um, so I'm a computer nerd by day and um, this has just been a hobby for us and it's probably got away from us at at times where we've had uh, clients like people asking us to train and all that. and um, We've had a really good strike rate until um, the NR system sort of came in and uh, makes it a lot harder with us, with our travelling and stuff like that, where we are. But um, yeah, it's always been a family thing where um, we've always had uh, you know, four or five horses around the place, and um, yeah, it's it's just been a a, a family thing that we've had, uh, that we sort of get around, and each person does their part and um, and sacrifices their day, and um, and yeah, we enjoy it. We absolutely love this sport and and uh, where it's taken us.
1: You've had a lot of good fillies. Uh, real quick, one seventeen races. Little Foo fourteen. Queen of Sharks won 13 and came over, <clears throat> ran third in a Southern Cross and ran ninth in a Victoria Oaks heat. So you've had some really nice fillies along the way, jet quick as well, 118 for you.
0: Probably what we could, uh, um, you know, buy into. The fillies have been traditionally a little bit cheaper and and easier to obtain in the past, and um, and we yeah we really enjoy working with fillies and mares and and don't have, like do have uh, the same problems other people um, you know have with their uh, mannerisms and we really enjoy um working with them and um yeah you know, we probably in the past haven't had the facilities and and that to have a lot of colts or um or geldings and stuff so we've sort of gone that way a little bit more and um yeah and that's obviously where we're breeding from them and and uh, things have sort of escalated from there
1: <laughs> yeah you got you have been breeding all these mares seem to be <coughs> basically breeding I you a know, little fooism, but tell us about Alcavort, cavort had one start in New Zealand in 2013. Did you buy her out of New Zealand?
0: No, no, no. We um, we sort of followed everything that she did as far as um, uh, once we, we purchased her. But she um, she was with David Barton, New Zealand, and then um, she was pour, uh, bought by the Sugars family, and uh, they were sort of aiming for an Oaks-type filly. Um, and she came across, I think it was that early three-year-old year, and she got a couple of whims with them but didn't really measure up to what their expectations were and she was on the market and we were looking for um a nice horse for um one of our family friends and um yeah my father actually found her on the uh trading ring and we quickly called up and uh we were just lucky right people right time and the sugars family like uh, ross was just absolutely lovely with us and and very upfront about the issues she had and um, yeah, we were just able to, to buy her and thinking that, you know, the class over here might be a little bit easier and um, and that we might have a bit of fun. And um, yeah, we sort of got her over here and she did a good job for us. Um, but we sort of, we knew she had problems as far as um, like one of her lungs had a lot of scar tissue on it um, from what, what they basically said was pneumonia when she was a, a young horse. And, um, it was sort of like going around with a, a three quarter of a gas tank. She um she just couldn't go to that next level that she should have been uh able to. So we knew she was a better horse than what she you know, showed on the track. Um and then yeah, I just had the opportunity to take her over as a, a brood mare and um and yeah, threw everything at, at her um as far as going to the best sire I can afford and and um obviously the result was cypher.
1: Yeah. So she was a she was a nice horse. She, uh, Eighty starts, fourteen wins for you. and you go to Captain Treacherous and you get a fault in cipher. So how was she as a young horse?
0: Uh, different, a lot, lot different, and that's you know why we've uh, we've sent her to to emron and Clayton. She was just a different type. She carried herself. We've <laughs> we've been around enough um, average and and okay horses to know when one's a little bit different. We shouldn't be training it. Um, she was just you know her mannerisms, the way she carried herself. Um, you know, her mus- uh, muscular development was just different to, you know, the the other stuff that we had. And, um, yeah, she was just so precocious as far as um, lovely to be around and, and just so well-developed um, at an early stage. And, yeah, that's sort of why we, we reached for the stars uh, when we did.
1: So you broke her in and noticed all of this and then sent her to no. Emma or, or before? No,
0: no. Um, I actually, um uh, I, I messaged Emma um of When she was a yearling, and and um, the initial time, like I was aiming her at the yearling sales, and um, thinking that uh, you know you, I might get, I might send her there, and just I couldn't see how we'd get um, you know value for money, um, being that we're not no, noted breeders in Victoria, and uh, the family probably hasn't had any superstars, so I just took the swing and said, you know, I'm going to retain this, and and um, I always wanted to have a horse with Emma and Clayton. And, um you know absolute fan of theirs and um and messaged them nervously messaged them um and just hoped that they might find some room for her and and luckily they said yes and it was um we were going to send her across to be broken in so she all she'd done is um a bit of line driving but this was like we when i would messaged her she was still um basically just uh leading around so she hadn't we hadn't put her in the cart or anything and um, we just took a big swing, and she went over there. During, uh, COVID sort of struck, and um, at the same time, she was supposed to go to, to the breakers, and in the end, she ended up getting broken in by, um, uh, by Emma and Clayton's team, and, and she hasn't left since. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty awesome since then.
1: Pretty amazing that you picked this one horse, out, and you could tell, really, mate, it's a feather in your cap and not to say, take it to the yearling sales, because you probably wouldn't have got half a million four at the yearling sales i'd imagine you <laughs> may have got half a million but you may not have as well nah. so you might have you might have pulled the right rein on that occasion there
0: <laughs> uh, and it was also like uh, just before captain like i know sun beach at the time was sort of iffy as far as people were sort of not 100 behind the sun beaches um at the time and um captain was obviously a bit of an unknown that was his second crop. Um, so when there was so many risks with it, um, thinking that, you know, we wouldn't get anything toward anywhere towards what we thought de devalued that even just, um, thinking minimally. So, um, yeah, in the end, obviously it's in hindsight, it's easy to say we did the right thing, but, um, uh, at the time, you know, it's a big risk as far as this is the most expensive one that we bred at the time. And, um, and yeah, it was, um. It was a big swing for us, and and we're just yeah, thankful every day that um, that we're on this ride.
1: What I love about what Emma does, and no doubt it's in, in discussion with you, she's been back to South Australia three times. She won the Allwood final as a two-year-old and went back and won the two-year-old Southern Cross and uh, has gone back and, and won the Oaks, which... You know, I know the South Australian Oaks mightn't be a massive race in prize money, but probably to you, like it was only a $15,000 race, but I'd imagine to you was just a wonderful thing to, to, to see her at, at South Australia, at Globe Derby on the home track. And I know she only fell in by 54.2 metres, but... <laughs> that but just that that fact that they still bring her over to those races in south australia there's bigger targets and bigger things they could be doing but they still uh, service you by coming to south australia does that make sense
0: yeah for sure and 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 it's um a race that we finished second in a, uh, a few times like the oaks and um yeah. it's got obviously a lot of a lot of history behind it and um it's a race that obviously my family value and and you know even just to see her in the flesh uh, race over here and, um, like, the, there is a fair following over here that, you know, when a good horse comes across, um, it does stir the, the local industry up. And, um, yeah, obviously, we didn't think she'd be going around at that sort of speed um, uh, in the oaks, but uh, it was just unbelievable. And, like, so many people still sort of say, you know, what an awesome uh, spectacle it was. And um, we're just lucky to be associated with her. And, in know honesty, like... Um, we we don't come along across those sorts of horses, um, and to think that we you know we're a part of it, it's just it's still a dream.
1: What did Gator say when she got off her and run one fifty two four?
0: We couldn't uh, stop her um, talking for about uh, two months <laughs> after she was still excited from it. Um, yeah, it, and it must be an absolute um, you know shock to, to be behind that sort of speed on that track, and I don't think a lot of people in the state understand how how flat Globe Derby is and how um, non conducive to speed it is and, and uh yeah for a horse to get around that sort of speed uh, on that tight track um, it was exciting and um, yeah it sort of it still gives a, a like even my family we still have the hairs on the back of neck still uh, still up just thinking about, you know, what she's been able to do.
1: Bre- Breeders Crown Two-Year-Old Phillies Final. She won. Uh, Vicbred Two-Year-Old Phillies Final. She ran second in the final. Drew outside uh, second row four. So what's that? Out, nearly the outside of the second race. He had no luck with the draw there. You've come back. You've won the Victorian Oaks this year. The Three-Year-Old Phillies Final, and you go into Saturday night shooting. I suppose for a little bit of redemption in the Vicbred Final on Saturday night trying to win it may to be a great uh, way to finish off the year with her.
0: Yeah, we're just happy she's even racing at this level, in all honesty. Um, But, like, last year she had so much bad luck with draws, and um, by the time that she got to the Vic Bread final, she was a a tight horse. She raced eight weeks in a row with the Southern Cross. Um, So we were just, Mm. like, in all honesty, we're just happy that she's racing at this level, and it's still very, very surreal, um, being, like, having a horse, um, you know, like the Vic Oaks and stuff like that, where, we watch so many, so many nice fillies win that, and, and there's so much history behind it, and, uh, and those sorts of races. And to think that our little filly that was, you know, born at my parents' um, property and yeah. and, um, and grew up here is racing in those sorts of things, it's it's amazing. And yeah, we're just proud that she's making it, uh, like making it into these finals. And um, she's had a lot of luck this year, which she didn't have last year. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's it's sort of spine-tingling to think that she's she's in these sorts of finals
1: is half a hope. Tyson, I'll thank you for coming on, mate. And I won't get you to come in on it, but she wins on Saturday night. She goes past ladies in red, two- and three-year-old career. Ladies in red, 569. In cipher we'll go to 575,000, which is an amazing uh, result. So thanks for coming on, Tyson. And best of luck on Saturday night. Thank you so much. There's Tyson Link from South Australia with his amazing filly in Cypher. And what a story that is. Let's get to a final break. We've still got a big hour to come on Trots Life.